Casey, run it. I must admit, I didn't think much of this show the first time I laid eyes on it. Seemed like a bunch of stiffs wasting nice the microphones. The trade of all time happened back in 1803. Go ahead. Napoleon Bonaparte traded the Louisiana Purchase for $3 million. Napoleon, what happened? <laughs> Half the country for $3 million. You can't even get Tucker Barnhart for $3 million And I came to realize anymore. these guys are funny. And Justin Fields have identical stats the last five weeks about throwing the football. This guy, okay, and folks, is a fidget spinner. some of the best spare. gamblers I've come to know. If you're betting on USC and or TCU, let it be known, you are a square. TCU is going to hammer this team tomorrow night. And I hate to hear that. Tomorrow when we afternoon. come back in here on Monday, you're going to be happy as a lark because USC lost, but you're going to be wrong about TCU. Get ready for the most useless hour of your day. It's time for Boxed Lunch, presented by Betfred Sportsbook. Now, Casey... Run that track. All right. It's the most useless hour of your day. And that's probably the most well-eloquent intro that we have. It's Box Lunch. I'm Trace Fowler. Got Paul Fritcher in the house. Reed Mouse, Seho, and McAllister. Got a lot of topics we want to talk about. We'll run through those. First one is uh, Reed has titled Seabox Cares. Now, I don't know if, uh, if that's accurate or not. But I will say this. We have a situation where we have two... Tickets to the playoffs this weekend, Sunday night against the Ravens. We are so close on TikTok. I know many of you on YouTube are like, oh, the hell with TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. If that's you, don't worry about it. Not a big deal. But if you do have TikTok, we ask you follow us at Seabox Sports. We're almost to 1,000. If we get to 1,000, that helps us do a lot of significant things that are important to us. So we just ask that if you have TikTok, please, please go follow us. As far as everything else goes, um, I have to do this, guys. I mean, you know I have to do this. I, I would have faced an unbelievable amount of wrath if the Georgia Bulldogs did not beat TCU. So the idea that I'm going to come in here and not do it a little bit of I told you so would be completely, completely uh, just a missed opportunity for me. Now, I don't want to sit here and be this guy that says, you know, I I'm smarter than anyone or blah, 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 blah. That's not my goal here. But my goal is, is that when it comes to, to handicapping or being in line with college football, not the other sports, but in college football, I've been right a lot. And you know what? I took the time. I was like, you know, what? I'm going to go back and clip these all up because on TikTok, you got all these people talking about, you know, oh, you know, maybe he just made one pick or whatever. I'm going to let Casey run it. And when we're done, all I'm going to say is, I told you so. Run it, Casey. But I personally... We'll take the wrath if, if somehow, some yes. way, Tennessee comes down to, 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 to Athens and wins that game. I will tell you, I want you to be prepared for this because I like to just try to, I try to warn people. It's like trying to tell your kids before they go and do something that you've done that same thing before and it's ended really, really, really bad. Like, don't go to try to jump that hill, son, with this car at 70 miles an hour because it's going to turn into a really, really bad situation. I'm just warning you. Don't get your hopes up too high. You've had a great season, 
And in, for whatever reason, I don't know why, but I'm telling you, we have this philosophy, this system in the room here that everyone knows about. He's not a big fan of the Vols. And I'm not saying they're going to lose this week to South Carolina, but I wouldn't be shocked if it was a relatively tight game. It's yeah, a night I, I, game I, I, in, in South Carolina. Yep, yep. And they, they have quarterbacks capable. Spencer Rattler can, capable, can reel capable, off a game that may be one for the ages. ECU credit like I have all year. They came back and they won the game. But I'm going to tell you something right now. If you're betting on USC and or TCU, let it be known. You are a square. This game gets close towards the end. I just trust the culture that is at Georgia under Kirby Smart than I do at Ryan Day in Ohio State. I don't that TCU has got a chance in this football game. I hope you guys crush me tomorrow if I am wrong. I hope you guys sit here and you make clips for the next 10 years. But I'm also going to come in here tomorrow with a smile from ear to ear when I took an incredible amount of money from Vegas. And I'm not even taking it from Vegas. I'm taking it off the squares that are betting TCU. I mean, what else is there to say? What else is there to say? And like I said, I don't want to sit here and spend too much time on it, but I told you so. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about some more things that most people care about. I think people did you care get your about flowers that. in? Did, did you get your flowers in? Oh, I wait until later. This TikTok's going to be epic. Love it. Just saying. You've earned it, though. You've earned it. Well, I mean, like I said before, if, I, if it was the opposite, it would have been hell on earth for me. You staked your flag. So I staked my flag, and now I'm going to, yeah, bask in my glory, as they say. And it is, you know, again, like I said, I've been ice cold in uh, college basketball. Mm. I cannot win a game. In fact, the only thing I won yesterday was when I put $7.50 that I immediately regretted at halftime. I didn't put more, but I put $7.50 on South Carolina at whatever it was, plus a million. Yeah. To win. To win. That hit, thankfully, but it's still. I've been ice cold, so I can't sit here and act like, you know, everything's been great. But you, we've been talking outside the oh, office. Yeah. Should Lamar play? I'm going to let you just kind of start this whole thing. I'm not even going to call it a bit. This is real. No, right? yeah. So everyone's talking about, is Lamar going to play? Is Lamar going to play? I mean, let's just face the facts here, guys. Lamar should sit. He's getting disrespected by the Baltimore Ravens. Why would he go and play for a team that's going to pay a linebacker? A middle linebacker doesn't even rush the passer. You're going to give him $100 million. You know, I'm going to sit and try to win you guys a playoff game. You guys need me to win you a playoff game. And I'm going to come out here and risk my career for you guys. Lamar Jackson, if he has a good agent, which we know he does, he should go out <laughs> and he should sit this weekend and just, you know, at some point you feel a little gratitude to a team that's given you so much. But what have the Ravens given Lamar? My man should sit. Just don't even worry about playing the game. Lamar, don't even show up for practice for the rest of this week. Just go ahead. Everyone's zigging. You zag. Get the heck out of Dodge. Have you ever thought that maybe, Reed, he just doesn't want to get another DM from you? That's true. I do. You think, afraid of you. Do you think that you I ran him out of town? I do intimidate people, although he did Ooh. beat me at my game. Because I DM'd him, and they won earlier this year. And I didn't DM him for, for the, the final game because that was Anthony Brown. But that is true. I do. I am an intimidating factor. I'm worth at least two points in the spread. Like you think, hey, I'm going to Paycor Stadium. Nobody goes into Paycor and wins. The, the, and, and I got to deal with Reed Mouse's DM. They say they say a home playoff game or a home game is worth three points in the spread, which 
That's up in the air if that's true. My DMs are worth two. So, like, every time that you see a line, that's plus five. So, this was pretty much a pick em if it was six points. It was a pick em, But because it's at home, that's three. I'm worth two. I agree. People ask me all the time, what's going to happen when one of these quarterbacks DM me back? And that's just never going to happen. I mean, there's no point in talking about it. I mean, I don't know. It would be hilarious if, you know, we're playing the Bills or something like that, and I just lay into Josh Allen, and then after the game, they beat the Bengals, and he's just like, hey, good game, bub. Yeah. That'd be great. Are you prepared for that? Like, do you have something in the back of your head that you're prepared? Because they'll only respond to you after a loss. They're never going right. to respond to you after. After we beat them. Yeah. No, it's going to be on the fly. I don't I don't have anything geared, okay. ready to roll. All right. But Lamar should sit. Yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, if I'm him, I don't think I do play if I have any lingering possibility of being injured. It's not like he's Tom Brady where he's throwing the ball after two and a half seconds and he's not going to get hit in the game. I mean, his instincts are going to take over. Mm -hmm. He's going to try to scramble. He's going to try to make a play or extend a play, and he's going to get hit. And the question of the day then becomes, how important is it worth risking something significantly bad happening in something, in what I would say is a season that has no chance of a Super Bowl? Tom can sit here and say whatever you want. You guys in the chat can say whatever you want. The Ravens have no chance to win a Super Bowl this year. I mean, it is nearly impossible for them to beat the Bengals with their defense and then, yeah. and then obviously the offensive firepower that the Bengals can provide turn around and go on the road to probably Buffalo, who may match, they match up horribly against. And then if they were to somehow survive that game, then they got to turn around and probably play Mahomes in Arrowhead and somehow beat them. And then turn around and what I would say is probably beat a team in the NFC like the Eagles or the San Francisco 49ers, who are just a better version of them. I, yeah. it, it, it is unfathomable that the Ravens can win a Super Bowl. So if you're Lamar... No matter what happens, it's going to lead to a loss eventually. And you could sit here and say, Trace, well, you can say that about every team. No, you can't. I mean, there's certain teams you could say, well, you could see them getting hot. The Chargers could get hot. I would argue the Jags could get hot. Maybe Trevor Lawrence plays out of his mind for three, four weeks. But when I see the Ravens offense, it reminds me of like the, 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 the service academies when you watch college football at times. Seriously, when you guys watch the Ravens, do you not just think, like, this team is abysmal? Sometimes when you're watching a game, you're like, man, we need a quick score here. But when you're watching the Ravens, that, that thought can't even come in your mind because there's no such thing as a quick score for the Baltimore Ravens. It's a 12-yard it's a drive, six and a half minutes off the clock. Got to really grind. There's no two-minute drill. Are the Ravens going to franchise tag? Like, if they have no intention of signing him, they can't even franchise tag him because – that's the It's like 40 million. That's the gamble, right? When you franchise tag someone, it's guaranteed money. Yep. And if they franchise tag Lamar Jackson, he's just not going to play. He's he's straight up just not going to show up. So they literally cannot franchise tag him cuz he just straight up will not play. So they would just be tied up in all that money. So he's either going to get not have to work next year for whatever the franchise tag is or he's going to get paid 200 million dollars by some other team. So yeah, don't play. Got nothing to gain. He's going to get paid. Right. I mean, this league has proven one thing, and it is that they will stretch. Organizations will stretch to get a quarterback. I mean, 
It doesn't take long to look around the league, guys, to figure it out. I mean, Denver 100% did it. Even if, even if Russell Wilson was a was a serviceable quarterback this year, a decent quarterback this year, I wouldn't even say it, maybe a good quarterback this year, that's still kind of a ridiculous trade they made. I mean, they gave away so much to get him that he had to almost be like in the MVP conversations for my liking to make that all make sense. Now, you could sit there and say if they he went wasn't. on and win the Super Bowl, then it all makes sense. <laughs> he wasn't in the MVP. He's not in the MVP conversations this year. Hmm. No. I mean, and, and, and again, you're going to see it in the NFL draft. This, or in the NFL draft, obviously. The draft this upcoming, uh, whatever it is, April, that there will be a team that gives the Bears an incredible amount of value for that number one pick because they're going to trade up and try to take it. It's 100% going to happen. So to think that Lamar has this weird thing hanging over his head of if he doesn't play, then what are teams going to think of that? Or, you know, is what are other teammates around the league or what are players in the league going to think of it? That's all irrelevant to me. It, 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 that will not matter. Look no farther than Cleveland, for God's sakes. I mean, they gave that man a billion dollars guaranteed up in Cleveland. He hadn't played in whatever. And legal he had, issues. He had a he had a, 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 a cloud about as big as it could be over top of his right. head. You think Lamar has a cloud over his head? Come on. Like, let's not go down that path. Now, to your point and to our point in the room, it really doesn't make sense for Lamar to play. He's got nothing to gain. He, not, not a whole lot to gain, in my opinion. He really doesn't. I'm not just saying that because whatever, Cincinnati, we want Cincinnati to win. It just doesn't make business sense to play, in my opinion. Now, we could have a different conversation and a whole other argument about being a competitor. People in the chat are asking, how do you win the tickets? Yeah. Um, this is relatively difficult. We're going to focus on TikTok. Okay, here's the deal. If you follow us on TikTok, you are in the running. I also understand, to be clear, that you might not have a TikTok. If you don't want to make a TikTok, I understand that as well. I also will say, the loyal people that are in the chat every day, we know the names. We got them all within the chat history. I will also put those in the pool as well. But if you're in the pool of the, OG, of the OGs in the chat, and then you're also in TikTok, then you get two entries. Hell, man, I'll tell you what. You'll get three entries. I'll make it three entries. Put, put your name three times on the wheel. That's how you win the tickets. Do we need it like that? Simple. Do we need like a screenshot or something from people? That, I mean, what's can you that? Go into a TikTok following list pretty easily. Yeah, we can go into our followers, and then yeah. we're just gonna literally put every single name that's in our followers on a wheel. If they win, DM them on on TikTok. If they don't respond, then call it eight, nine, ten. We'll, we'll call it twenty-four hours. We'll move on to the next one. Simple as that. Is that not fair? That seems fair, fair. enough. That seems fair. Um, foolproof. Yeah, AJ, listen. Another thing, AJ, you keep bringing up this weird thing about Georgia running up the score. Listen, I can't help that you took the under, AJ. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't be mad at me. Don't be mad at Georgia because you took the under. I mean, look, they, you're saying they ran the score up. Brother, I've watched Georgia football for years. I watched spring games. I'm that big of a loser. There was cats out there on the field that I didn't even know who they were. I can't help that TCU can't stop the 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 backup to the backup to the backup running back. 
enough. So get yeah, get <laughs> mad. Don't get mad at me. I mean, that's that's a you problem, AJ. You can't take the under and be mad at Georgia because TC. I mean, tell TCU they got to figure it out, man. The fourth string running back had yeah. two no, touchdowns. I will say this: we oh. had some really, really bad beats on that game, and we won't get into them because Seho. I told Seho to take McIntosh. You want to get into? I think him? we need to get into him, Trace, because this has been a big storyline in the office. Kenny McIntosh. All he had to do was score one touchdown. <laughs> One to everyone else on the Georgia team from the last 30 years scored a touchdown in that game. <laughs> AJ Green got in on the score. <laughs> AJ Green got in. Uh, whoever Matt, that Matt Stafford rushed in one time. Like, everyone scored. And that that freshman running back scored two in the fourth quarter on three touches. They're they're pulling <laughs> I can't up. Can't even get this guy in the end zone. Who's the starter? They're pulling up junior commits, letting them play in the game. Yeah, they it's their official visit at the championship game. Just go in there and get in the end zone, baby. Rip it off. I, I gotta be honest. I didn't even ask Seho who he had in that parlay. I just figured with as many touchdowns as Georgia scored, that at some point in there, it probably hit. All right. Here's nope. one thing, really quickly. Really quickly, the chat's popping. Listen. If you've watched this show a lot and you're right now, you're on the computer or you're listening on your phone, however you watch us on YouTube right now, I want you to put in the chat and say that you watch all the time. Whether you watch all the time or not, I, I mean, I can't, I, can't, I can't guarantee that or not. But if you're actively listening right now to this show in the chat, all you got to do is just say, I'm an OG. Say whatever you want to say. say. Say besides, you know, inappropriate things, obviously, you know. So go ahead, put 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 yourself in the running. I'm gonna go back into this specific chat at the end of the day, put everybody's names in there that are obviously a part of the quote unquote OG crowd, because I do think that this show, box lunch, definitely box lunch, maybe off the bench, mm. are gonna grow. It's gonna get bigger and bigger, and we do want to keep obviously a close connection with the people that obviously made this possible at the very beginning, which is the folks that are listening and watching right now. So. Put your name in there. You know, Back to what we were talking you about. You know what this show needs? What's the show need, Reed? So certain families have swear jars and stuff like that. We don't need a swear jar. We need a jar for if you start off talking. Because I do it. I, I noticed I did it more than anybody. And I don't know if it's a virus that has spread to you. It's hard it, to get rid of these things, Reed. Paul, Paul has said them. Casey's done it. It's. I will say this. That's how we start off literally every time anybody talks on this show. So we need a we need a jar. A lunchbox. A lunchbox works too. We'll just we'll just keep it open. Yo a dollar. If you say, I will say this to start off any topic in this show moving forward. We've already had about eight this show and we're 20, 34 minutes into it. So I will say this. <laughs> it's hard. It for, is those, hard. For, for those that obviously get on our ass sometimes in, 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 in the chat, we, we, don't, we don't really take it all that to heart. There's, 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 there, it's all fun and games is the way we look at it. But it is, it is one of those situations where you have these, these ticks that you pick up when you're speaking and you're trying to find or formulate a thought and you just go back and you say this every single time. I've yeah. noticed I have plenty of them. Mm-hmm. Um, That's tough. We, we, all, we all have them. It's a question of whether or not you talk long enough to figure out whether or not you're doing it yourself or you can correct it. But it's, it's, it's hell on earth trying to figure it out. Now, getting back to the point we were making before was a couple bad beats in the office. Seho had mm-hmm. the starting running back for Georgia for any time touchdown. Uh, Kenny McIntosh, who... Along with the spread, the over. 
Hayes, they're starting running back. He scores 65 points. He should have scored. Let's be honest. I don't care what anybody will say. I had the worst beat. In the history of college In the football. history of, of definitely my life. It can't get hardly any worse. Now, I say that. You didn't but, folks, here's what I did. I had a free bet on a different platform, you know, because to be, you, you, take your free, you take free money right now. If they're handing out free money, you take it. Had a free bet. I did a four-leg parlay. I had Georgia over 40 points. These are all alternates. So I took, the ex- I took the extended line on all these. I took Georgia over 40, TCU under 28 and a half, and A.D. Mitchell anytime touchdown. So you, right now you know I'm in. I had Stetson Bennett for throwing over 305 yards. He finished with 304 and got taken out of the game. I think it was the third quarter. Maybe it was the start of the fourth. I don't know. I think it was the first play of the fourth. That is so bad because that would have paid out $1,100. But it is what it is. You can't have everything. You know, that's what I kept telling myself. You can't have it all, Trace. Can't have it all. But that was tough. Tough pill to swallow. How would you guys have handled that? What what would you be if your favorite team was winning the championship? You knew you were going to win it all, like I did. <laughs> and maybe the chat will chime in. Where are you at in your level of emotion, knowing that yes, you're going to get the ultimate prize, you've won it all, it, it's you still feel good, but you just watched eleven hundred dollars get taken away from you when you were merely inch a yard away from winning. And on top of that, you, you deserved it. Because you were right. It just, just so happened TCU is so damn bad. They, had, they, were giving man, they were giving guys curtain calls start of the fourth quarter. Thoughts? I think that you won enough money that day to where you shouldn't be too beat up about it. I know it's literally as bad of a beat as you're going to get. But... I mean, when you get a full cherry Sunday and you're just you're complaining that there's no sprinkles on top of it, that's that's. I don't think you have a whole lot to to, to worry. About. I I would not be as annoyed or mad because it's a free bet. That's how I look at it. Because I mean, I I told right. you guys like I had a free bet on Sunday. Um, I had a parlay. I never parlay on my own money, but if it's a free bet, sometimes I'll take my chances. And I had a free bet on Sunday. It was a seven-leg parlay, and it came down to the Packers. And I had an opportunity to cash out. I had an opportunity. But I said to myself, I'm okay not taking the cash out because I never put myself in opportunities to win, like, exponential amounts, you know, like parlays, like like big odds kinds of money because I always just take straight bets. So I was like, you know what? I'll take a chance. But I never sat there in the Packers game and was, like, killing – like, I just – I was disappointed, but right. I was I was not I didn't feel like just my heart got ripped out of my chest when the Lions went down and scored. If it's your own money and you have like 250 bucks on a parlay and not only do you not win the money but you lose your own money, that that's when I'd be feeling tough. So at least it was a free bet. That's my perspective on it. It didn't to, to answer the question of you guys. I, it didn't take me too long. I will say that I audibly said some 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 things I shouldn't have said out loud. I will say Fair enough. Maybe it's a dollar in the jar. It was we bad. all do it. It was bad. No, it was genuinely like for five minutes I was a little distraught, and then I was like, whatever. It is what we it just, is. We just won the national championship. Yeah, well, it was, if it was I, told, I never had the money, so it is what it is. If I told Trace Cameron Fowler 
three years ago that Georgia would win back-to-back yeah. national championships, the second and the most dominant yeah. bowl win in, in, in college football history. Yeah. And I told you for five minutes at the end of that night, you'd be incredibly upset for any reason. Would you believe me? No. Okay. Well, so, what about excluding excluding uh, Reed's Chicago Cubs? Raise your hand in this room if you've ever seen your team win a championship. Oh, Washington. That's okay. Yeah. Out of town teams. I well, guess. Hey, so, so you bring up a good point, Sayo. Let's ask this question in, in the chat. I'm being. Serious. I'd miss out on a mi- million dollars if it meant UC won the national championship in basketball. Wow. That's big time. A million, ready, a million dollars? million dollars? million dollars? No. I was speaking... Lord. Out, yeah, no. no. I was making a, I was making a, a point. A million dollars? No, a million dollars they can get boat raced. I was, <laughs> I was making a point of... Like, I wouldn't be that shook. I know it sucks at the time, but, like, you just watch your team win two titles in three years. I've never seen a chance. The Cyclones have won two te- Kelly Cups, but I've never seen That's a championship. True. That is true. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take your hyperbole away from you and ask a serious question. I want the people in the chat to answer as well. This isn't, this isn't a what, – what's so funny? Everett. Dating! In all caps, Everett. <laughs> Here's the question of the day. Take your team that you love the most. Kirby, Kirby. I don't know who that is. For me, at this point, it's the Reds. That's the team that's been – quite frankly not very good for as long as I can remember and when I've had the opportunity now the Georgia's won and Kansas won and Packers have won in my lifetime the Reds are it for me the question is this because everyone's units are going to be different I don't want it to be a money thing like I don't want you to say I'd give $20,000 because $20,000 to some people is like $200 to other people right? right I do think a way in which you could try to make this equal for everyone based off your income or based off how much money or or, or your net worth or whatever term you want to use is how many house payments or rent payments would you be willing to give up and pay to nobody and it just burns in a pile of dust. So you get, it's not like you're paying your rent. You're literally just burning this money. How many rent payments would you be willing to give up for your favorite team to win the whole damn thing? Your top level team, whole year. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's a full year, but because at the end of the day, this is entertainment, right? That's that's what sports is. But it, it's about a year. No, it's life. It's not the way this goes, Emperor. Emperor, also, that's a bold statement by you, considering they've never won. See, that's a, that's a loophole in these questions. Yeah, the, 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 the quest, six the, months, wait, six months. Yeah, I, I, would, I would pay six months mortgage for the Chicago Cubs to win a World Series. Um, what about your rent payments? <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd pay a few rent payments. <laughs> I'd, I'd pay a lot actually. <laughs> yeah. My rent payment, yeah, whatever you want. <laughs> Do we want to like Paul, dive in? It's no, like Paul. Ten, like ten. Paul, if you had a one-bedroom studio somewhere that costs whatever, springs, a wet chest, the springs in Westchester. Yeah, whatever it costs, it costs. You got to give me at least somewhat of an answer here. Ah, uh, yeah, I think six months probably. Okay, Casey, Casey's got a payment. You know what it is, Casey. Yeah, How I many know. payments are you willing to you will you willing to burn? 
Hmm. I, I mean, six is a lot. That um, is, I, I, I can't come off six. I don't think I can do six. I, I don't know. I could get you guys to I, go higher quickly. I said a year right away. I don't know. 30 if years you, of misery. If I could work it off See, instead now, of paying it all up front. Well, of course, if you don't have the money to pay it off, that's fine. But let's just say it's like a student loan or it's like a loan that you get that you got to pay off monthly for the next whatever. Oh, if you do, if we're if we're if we're on the loan payment, yeah, sure. Go <laughs> you ahead. Don't, well, you yeah, have to pay I mean, those back. Payment, right. By the way, the loan payment, I'm I'm gonna put a, a limit of like 36 months. This can't be like a 30 year mortgage that you're like, yeah, I'm willing to put in. <laughs> just just tack on an extra 15 years on my mortgage. I don't give a damn. <laughs> We're not doing that. All right, I don't want this to linger on too long. It's just, it's just a thought, you know. I, I... Kirby said he'd pay a million dollars for the Reds to win a no, World Series. No, there's, there's no. It wouldn't take. I gotta check no. that. He did not. Now I should. Yeah, say, yeah, I don't Kirby, know. Kirby said I, he would, he would pay. He would if someone was offering him a Reds. So this is different. It's different between if someone's offering you money or you're gonna pay it. I know it's similar, but like if someone's offering you a million dollars or a Reds. World Series is different than saying, I will pay a million dollars. Well, either you're smart or you're dumb. You're taking a million dollars. Sorry, that's not a shot at you, Nick. I just, I I couldn't do it. Another question of flipping is like, Trace was asking, how much would we pay for a championship? Another question is, is, well, how much did Georgia pay for this? to offer you money before you're taking the money over the championship? Yeah. Like, like I said, I wouldn't pay six, six months payment. So let's make it a nice round number. Let's say my house payment is six, is a thousand dollars. Right. If someone offered me five grand, six grand, or a Cubs World Series, I'd be like, yeah, sure. I'll, I, I ain't going to go in the hole if, if, if like, the $6,000 isn't going to change my life. So it's different if someone's offering you money as opposed to paying it. Yeah. That being said, 20 grand is probably Cubs World Series. If someone offered me 20 grand, I'm going to have to take that. Maybe even 10. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think the 20 to 30 grand. For, for Xavier, Natty? I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, like, working in sports the last five, six years, like, it's kind of it's kind of jaded the whole fandom thing. That's a real damn me. fan. Uh, That's not know. true. The real Sturwood? thing comes Is it out of I mean, I'm I assuming. Like, How I do you say that? I don't How do you really say that? get, like, emotional Spell that out it. phonetically Stur- for me, Sturwood. Wood. That is a fan right there, my man. You can talk about a fan. That's dedication. He said he'd lose everything for a Just year. Just lose it all, baby. Homeless for a year. For the Bengals to win it all, because if you flip that head, if you flip that question, show you to, to prove a point here, to show you how much sports mean in your life, because I've thought about this, is sometimes it's very irrational how much they mean in my life, and I guarantee it's the same with you to a certain extent. If somebody offered you a quarter of a million dollars, take it, and told you that you none of your teams would ever ever win a championship ever again but you don't know about it this is like a really hypothetical thing you don't know about it so you're you're gonna live and die by this every year but your teams are never gonna win at all not a single one of them i have a hard time believing that you genuinely would take that i think i'd take it and 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 if you (laughs) and if you do if let me let me let me preference this by saying i know i know people think i make a ton of money i don't make a ton of money to be honest with you what I will say this is this. Another dollar. The amount Yeah, fair. Another dollar. Two. The amount of the amount of joy that comes out of your life at the end of the day when you're on your deathbed 
will be more well-deserved out of your teams winning it all and the fun that you had while they were winning it all than $250,000 will ever get you. It's true. And I've had that experience the last few years, and it's been amazing. And I'm just saying that if the Reds were to win it all, I, I know you guys think I'm wild for saying it. I don't think that I would take a half a million dollars. We're getting a million. That's where it gets tough. <laughs> but I don't know if I would take a million dollars if the Reds would never win it all again and I didn't know about it and I had to watch it every single year. Now, that's probably going to happen anyways, as many of the people in the chat are going to say. But still. Yeah, you don't have to Think worry about, about what it. I could like do with a, half, a quarter of a million dollars. If I had a quarter of a million dollars, I could go watch the Cubs play every game. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Just to watch them lose. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tough for me because the only sport that I really live and die, like, caring about, even beyond Xavier's college basketball. And it's so tough to win a championship in, in college basketball because even in the professionals, like look at the Bengals. They were terrible four years ago. Now yeah. they put themselves in a position to win. Eventually the Reds will be good again. But it's just such a crapshoot in college basketball that I think my my kind of mental perspective on it is a little different. That like That's the only sport to me that I, I really just get up and care about. And, and I don't know. I mean, I like the other ones. I love baseball. I love football. But it's just such a different feeling when there's 363 teams and you just might be good once every 10 years. You know? You never know. I don't know. That's, that's, and I college football, like, would love for Notre Dame to win, but I'm not trading anything for it. Yeah, I would. I well, that's why that. it's your top fandom. Everyone's got their top fandom. I'm not saying it needs to be every sport, but that's here nor there. All right, we have Votto's the GOAT on here. Yesterday, Tom said something that most people I don't think that listen to Tom would think he'd ever say. Um, he had made reference to the fact that people that listen to him or listen to his dad think that they don't like Joey Votto. And he, I, I personally can see why people think that based off the comments that they make from time to time. But when you get into the office and outside of maybe the cameras, there's a lot of good things that Tom has always said about Joey Votto, and he thinks that he's a hell of a player. And yesterday on air, he did say that he thinks that Joey Votto is the best offensive player that the Reds have ever had. And of course, I knew it was going to happen. I seen it coming before we ever even posted it on social media. The comments underneath all of these clips that are that of what he said are astounding to me. It just makes me wonder... Do people really know baseball relatively well? Like, and the other question I would propose is, is that maybe you do know baseball really, really well. Then it comes down to like, what do you value more? Do you value a little above average for a long period of time? Or do you value eliteness for four or five years? And... The question I have to the people that are in the Pete Rose camp is just that. Is that, yes, Pete Rose, you could argue, is the greatest hitter of all time, but he didn't say that. He said he's the greatest offensive player of all time. And the reason I think he used that word very carefully is because Joey Votto gets on base. And the goal in baseball, if you haven't watched Moneyball or you haven't watched baseball, the goal is to get on base. I guess the genuine question I have is, you guys tell me, if the RBIs are relatively the same, or the RBIs are greater for Joey Votto, 
And Joey Votto gets on base significantly more than Pete Rose did, which he did. And this is where I hate doing this because what ends up happening every time we do something like this is you always tear down somebody that's great to try to elevate, elevate somebody else that's great. And I don't want to do that here. So I don't want to sit here and talk about how, you know, Pete Rose didn't do this or Pete Rose didn't do that. Pete Rose was great. There's a reason he's loved in this town. No one's arguing that Pete Rose wasn't an elite player. But I think you have to ask yourself, guys, is does it make a difference if you walk to lead off an inning or you hit a single right up the middle to lead off an inning? Genuinely. Talk me out of the mindset is why does it matter? Why is walking such a big deal to people? The question isn't, it shouldn't be for any people that think that they know baseball, shouldn't it be, is Joey Votto a better hitter than Pete Rose for the greatest hitter of all time in the Reds franchise history? He's a much better hitter than Pete Rose. Pete, the, that's not the question. It's, is, is Joey Votto better than Joe Morgan? Is Joey Votto better than Frank Robinson? Pete Rose, and you guys are going to kill me for this, Pete Rose isn't a top five Reds hitter of all time. You might think I'm freaking crazy for saying that. He just simply isn't. He did it for a long time and was good for a long time, but he's not. He was never great. Never great in any any single season. He was never great over his career. He was just good for a long period of time. And I have a vendetta against Pete Rose because I feel like he's the most overrated baseball player. I feel like I'm tired of hearing about talking about him over and over and over again. The greatest quote in baseball history is Mickey Mantle saying, if I spent my career hitting singles like Pete Rose, I'd be wearing a dress. Pete Rose, I, it, the, the question is, is Joey Botto better than Joe Morgan or Frank Robinson? Not better than Pete Rose. So let's, get, let's kick Pete Rose off this pedestal. Maybe I, you guys, if you guys want to argue with me about that. No one's that. arguing in this office about that. I only, bring, I only bring up Pete Rose because that's inevitably, every time you try to have a reasonable conversation with people about the greatest hitters in Reds history, it always reverts back to Pete. And the only argument that they ever say is, how can you not be the best hitter in Reds history when you have almost, what not double the amount of hits, but you know where I'm going, yeah. an incredible amount more hits. And it's like, but what do you value? People want to get on Joey Votto about the idea that he's not playing well at the back end of his career. He wasn't signed to play well at the back end of his career. He was signed to play well during the window of opportunity that the Reds had when they had Bruce, they had Phillips, they had all of those guys. I'm not going to go through the litany of players that they had when that window was there. They signed Joey Votto to a deal that I would argue two-thirds of Major League Baseball franchises would have died to have. It's not Joey Votto's fault that for whatever reason, the franchise made decisions outside of just him that worked out incredibly poor for the organization that then caused them not to be able to go out and get pieces from time to time that we felt like we needed to be able to win. At the end of the day, it's not Joey Votto's fault that the franchise either didn't spend money and or signed guys like Homer Bailey to extensive contracts that never returned any value, and then you turn around and you try to tell me that the reason that you don't like Votto is because he can't win or he's never won anything in the playoffs. Hello, Pete Rose played it with arguably, not even arguably, one of the best teams of all time, if not the greatest team of all time. So if it wasn't for all the other guys that were on the field, you might not think Pete Rose was a winner either. And again, 
this isn't me trying to turn around and be like, well, Pete Rose is, isn't good. That's not what I'm trying to do. It just burns my ass when I have to look at these comments yeah. every single time we put out anything positive about Joey Votto. And it's like, well, we, he walks, you know? And then on top of that, have you seen Pete Rose? They won, they won world championships back then. At what point as a fan base do we just get past the big red machine? Honestly. At what point do we just say, you know what? I could appreciate what they did. But I don't always have to bring them up every time we talk about modern baseball with the Reds. It's a different era as well. With all due respect, Pete Rose was facing guys that were pitching like 120 pitches in. And I know that there's people out there that'll say, well, I wish baseball would go back to that. But I got news for you. It's a hell of a lot harder to hit in today's game than it was 30 years ago. Because 30 years ago, guys weren't coming out of the pen throwing 97, 98, 99, 100 miles an hour than it is today. And I'm not trying to take anything away from those older guys. Nothing at all. But I'm so sick and tired of hearing it. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, if we keep screaming from the rooftops, people will start to listen to us. I'm not saying that I know everything about baseball. Yes, I've been in baseball my whole life. But at some point... And Reed knows an incredible amount of history of baseball, and he's, he's much more well-equipped to talk about Major League Baseball than I am. But I get tired of hearing everybody, always in our city, in our town, tearing down the modern players that we have, which is Joey Votto is one of the greatest players of our generation that we will see in a Reds uniform. And we tear this man down because of things that are outside of his control. And I'm tired of it. That's it. That's rants over. Do you have anything else to add? To the idea that Gato, uh, I know you put Votto as the GOAT, but anything else to add to that? So I tried to to craft an argument that Joey Votto isn't actually the GOAT, the best Reds hitter of all time, because I've been on this, this hitch my wagon to that Joe Morgan's the greatest Red of all time, which he very well might be. Frank Robinson's up there as well. They only played half of their career for the Cincinnati Reds. So then I started looking into Joey Votto, and I know the on-base percentage thing is what everyone links, them, links Joey Votto to. But rightfully so, his on-base percentage isn't just elite. It's some of the greatest of all time. He led the National League over an eight-year period in on-base percentage six times. The two years that he didn't lead the National League in on-base percentage, he was hurt for 100 games. So he only played 60 games, and he played bad in those 60 games. The other year, he had a 459 on-base percentage, which was second in the National League behind Bryce Harper, who won the MVP, had the greatest season in National League over the past decade. That was back in 2015. And Joey Votto was one point behind Bryce Harper's on-base percentage that year. So in the best year that the National League has had in the past decade, Joey Votto got on base just a point less than Bryce Harper. For anyone that needs to have an argument about whether Joey Votto belongs in, in Cooperstown one day, go ahead and kick that to the to the curb and you can go off to Siberia with it because that argument is so far off base. Joey Votto is the greatest hitter in Reds history. And just for a fun fact, Pete Rose's career OPS is 100 points less than the OPS of Sin Su Chu. Man, see, give Reed an opportunity. He's going to bury Pete. That's not what I was trying to do here, but I get tired of hearing about it. 
And I know we're in the middle of a week where the Bengals are playing a playoff game against the Ravens, and we're talking about Joey Votto as the GOAT. But yesterday it seemed relatively topical. We had all these comments in the, in the social media realm of, of, of this, that, and the other. You know, how could you possibly say that? Um, and how many times do we need to talk about the Bengals and the Ravens as well? You know, I mean, at some point it is what it is. Got to line it up and play. That well's pretty dry right now. Yeah, and I mean, until we know more about Lamar Jackson's situation, there's really not a whole lot to talk about. And um, so let's talk about something else. Let's talk about college basketball for a second. Mm. Coach Cal, guys, is in a position now where he cannot win. And he's not going to win. The only thing that there's left for him to do is one thing, and that's to win a national championship. And let me tell you something. That's an almost impossible thing to have looming over your head as a head coach of a program when the only way to make people happy is to win the whole thing. Now, you might argue with me and say that, hey, the only thing that they ever care about in Kentucky is to win it all, and if they don't win it all, they're never happy. That's just not true to me. That's not true. He won if, it all if, with if Kentucky, he, right? What? 2012. He he, yeah, he, he has, but my point, my point more or less is, is that if they were competitive— and they were going to Final Fours, Sweet 16s. I don't think you have that many disgruntled fans because inevitably you know how hard it is to win the whole damn thing, right? There's a few programs that come to mind that have been incredibly consistent and very good programs that haven't won at all, right? Gonzaga's one that comes to mind off the top of my head. No one's calling for him to get fired. Now I know you're going to say Gonzaga, Kentucky, kind of different, and they are. Jay Wright for a long time was running a great program. It took him a long time to finally get over the hump and win it all. There's, there's, and Bill Self's only won two since he's been there. It's not like I these got, things. I got one better for you. Go ahead, Tom Izzo. Yeah, how long has it been since Izzo's? Twenty-two years. Twenty-two years. So at the end of the day, if you're competitive. I don't think you get ran out of town. But now he has had this program at the depths of hell for far too long. I mean, it's one thing to have one bad year, but it's another thing at this point, fellas, to where, yes, he stacks some good years in between them, but he's had too many years at Kentucky where they've been bad. Consecutively. I'm looking at their, I'm looking at his career at Kentucky right now, and this is, I'm just going to go how they finish the season. Since he's been in Kentucky. First year, they make it to the Elite Eight. He follows that up by going to the Final Four. Then he wins the National Championship. He tail ends the National Championship by exiting the NIT in the first round. So, bad so year. Robert Morris, right? Yeah. At Robert Morris, that was that year? Bad year. Yeah. But then he goes on a run again. Goes to the He was, was the runner-up. Kentucky was the runner-up the year after that. They go to the Final Four the year after that. They lose in the second round in 2015-2016. Then the Elite Eight, Sweet 16, Elite Eight. Then the the tournament was canceled. They were twenty five and six. I think they were they were probably going to be what a two or three seed that year. They were going to be very good. They were going to be very good. Then they had a bad COVID year. So this is where it starts. Mm -hmm. They start getting on them, right? Yep. So the COVID year washes away what they would have been like a two or three seed. So then the COVID season they go nine and sixteen. Bad. They lose to Saint Peter Saint Peter's last year, and now they're looking at not making the tournament. And my man, he's just stale there, isn't he? It's just it's just gotten stale. I don't I think he can still win at other places, but he's gotten stale in Kentucky. Yeah, and and you look back at where this team peaked. I mean, look at what they were going to do against that North Carolina team before Luke May hit that shot back in whatever that was, 2017. 
when the, when Kentucky lost in the tournament to, to North Carolina. And I just don't see a resolution here for Cal because there's nothing that makes me think with this team that they can do anything right now to turn this around. They have talent on the team. Yes, they do. I, I get that. Cason Wallace is an NBA I mean, he, he has NBA potential. I don't know if Oscar Shibway really does. I mean, he fills the stat sheet every single night, but he just doesn't get he's, – he's having a bad year. As crazy as it is to say, he's averaging a double-double if it, or close to it. And he's just having a bad year, and I just don't see a resolution to this with Cal. I don't see any way out of this at Kentucky unless he somehow – takes the seven quad one games that Kentucky has left, goes five and two in those games, makes the tournament, and then from there says, all right, we're going to make at least a sweet 16. But I just don't see any way that Kentucky fans give him a chance now. And and the look at the arena last night. I know it's South Carolina, but it was half filled. And the craziest thing is we were all sitting here in the, in the office yesterday talking about South Carolina money line at Rupp Arena. Call Trace. What? He took the money line. Well, I, I just think that when you're at Kentucky, the expectations are going to be different. There's going to be more pressure. None of it's probably all that fair. But when you're Coach Cal and you get off to the start that you got off to, the expectations, just like they did in the UC football program, they get raised even higher. Even at Kentucky, the expectations can get raised higher and higher and higher. And I would say to Kentucky fans, the grass isn't always greener. But we do feel like we're getting in a situation, and maybe I'm overextending this self, but is Lloyd Carr a fair comparison right now? Does it feel like Coach Cal's getting to the point in his career where he's still having some success, but it does feel relative, to borrow a word from Tom, tired, to where now, in order for him to re not resurrect his career, that's an absurd term to use, right. but for him to get reinvigorated, if you will, he does need to go somewhere else. Similar to a Rick Barnes at Texas. You know, Rick Barnes was a great coach at Texas for a long time, guys. Had a couple very bad years. They fire him. He goes off to Tennessee. He's killing it at Tennessee. And then they bring in the hot new coach, right? At that time, it was Shaka Smart. Shaka Smart never really got it going at Texas. I mean, he had a couple decent years, but never really got it going. In the NIT. And, and uh, yeah, that's hang your hat on winning the NIT. Hang a banner. And at the end of the day, can you find a replacement at Kentucky that makes sense to try to get out of the contract with Cal? I'm not suggesting that's the answer, but what I am saying is I don't want to – again, I have some sources that I trust. I have been told by people that know people. Insider. Here we go. That Brad Stevens would take that job. Oh, he's certain him from the end. He's the he's the buzzword. I just don't these think so. I think he's. I'm just telling you. If you were you. Fred, if you were if you were Fred that we bet on. Yeah. What are the odds are you taking that that Cal's gone after this year? I would say the chances of Cal being the coach next year would be like minus four fifty. So you think it's very likely that he comes back. Too many kids in the recruiting class that are very good that are supposedly coming to Kentucky make it hard for me to believe that they will move along and move on. Having, having, in that, having that in mind, though, 
The scary part about Cal, if we're going to get down to it, is think about when he's won, what it's taken for him to win. Has he ever, Paul, correct me if I'm wrong, and chat definitely, I know Seth's a big fan. Has he ever had a team where you're like, you know, from a talent perspective, I don't think they're that good. But damn it, they keep winning. They're finding ways to win games. Every time he's won, dude, it's like the who's who of the NBA. You got like Anthony Davis, and you got the Wall Brothers, and you're just like, dude, these... Bam Adebayo. Huh? It wasn't the Wall Brothers, by the way. It was uh, it twins. was the Harrison Twins. Um, I mean, they had legit players every time he's won. So it's never been like they're winning because of Cal. It never has felt like that. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Cal. I've defended Cal for a long time. He He's done, he's done a hell of a lot in his career and had a lot of success. But someone tell me... Brian B said, "Book it." I He's think gone. the only way I think the only way Cal is gone after this season is if he takes another job. If he takes the Texas job, really, I'm trying to think of any. Oh, other. they're not going to fire him. It, it'd be they're not going to fire him after this be year leaving. because of the class he comes in that's coming in, and especially got to remember Reed Shepard is coming in as a freshman at Kentucky next year. Which, if you don't know Reed Shepard, uh, he is the best basketball player in the state of Kentucky. And Kentucky fans have talked for so long about how much they want to recruit the state of Kentucky and to finally get a Kentucky kid to stay home. That means something to the fans, as wild as that is to say, that means a lot to these Kentucky fans to have a Kentucky kid that is this good staying home and being a cornerstone of this recruiting class. I don't think Cal is gone after this year unless it is on his own doing, which it might be. If things keep going down this path, if they, if, if maybe you say that this South Carolina loss is an aberration and we look back in a month and a half and, you know, Kentucky ends up at, well, what are they now? They're at 10 and six. If they end the season with 21 wins, can they get 11 wins the rest of the way? I don't certainly think so. I don't think so at all. Ken Palm has them at 17 and 14 and the year eight and 10 in the SEC. I mean, they're going to get killed by Kansas. So I, I just don't see I just, with this class coming in, that's his saving grace. But he may leave. He may leave. If it really gets bad, he may leave. Well, there's two things that can happen in college basketball that are very optimistic, at least if you're a Kentucky fan, and certainly, more importantly, probably if you're a Cal kind of guy or if you're Cal himself, is that college basketball can be very, what have you done for me lately? He has some big games coming up on the schedule. You mentioned Kansas. They can get some big wins still. They can play well deep into the SEC. Fortunately for him, the SEC finally, Paul, is a league that is respectable. They have good quality teams in it. It's not like 10 years ago where there was no one in the league that was any good. They have time to fix this. And if you make a deep run in the tournament, let's be honest. Look, for, look no farther as a better example than Mick Cronin when he was at UC. The tournament means a lot. It, it, it almost means everything. And if you're Cal and you can just bottle up some magic in March, then all of this goes away. And maybe that happens, maybe it doesn't, but that's the only hope you can look forward to. And AJ brings up a good point in the I chat. Make it. Uh, he says that the Shepherd kid is overrated. I've watched Reed Shepherd play a lot of college, high school basketball. I've called... Uh, when he's played, I've, I've called a game that he's played in. I've seen him play a lot. He's very good. But I'd love to see him go up against a Nate Oates team. 
you know, an Eric, uh, a Musselman team. Like, I don't know. I, I just don't know if this – the recruiting class is very good and one of the best of the last two decades. Not just at Kentucky, just nationally. But, man, I don't know. If that class can't save them, then it's going to be a tough year. I'll say this. Um, I did it again. Damn it. I know. How many it's times hard. do I do that? I, I, I have a I few noticed, other ones that – I did it for months, and I noticed it like last week, and I've really tried to – Right. To reel it back. I'm going to do better. It's one thing that you can count on me for is I will try to always be improving or getting better. You t- you, earlier, you twisted it. Yeah. You said something along the lines of, uh, you're like, instead of, I will say this, you went like, a this point is what to I'll that, say. or like, a point to that. And I was like, you <laughs> twisted it a little bit. I don't know if you consciously did that. Um, no, I didn't. But I will say that this I will not say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shoot. lunch is on Tracy. I, I mean, this is going to be bad. All right, I'm going to lose go all my vault. money. Let's go in the vault. Let's wrap this up. This show is sponsored by Betfred Sportsbook. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, we're trying to be- bankrupt Fred, and we're well on our way from time to time. Last night, we were not on our way. Well, we are not took, on our way uh, outside of Seho because Seho knows what? Puck. Can we talk about that for a second? So, Seho, who has never gambled before the first of the year. <laughs> started throwing out hockey p- picks. And we like jokingly were like, Seho knows puck. And good golly, my man throws out picks and they hit. Like it, like it was a, a, a meme at first, but he actually just keeps throwing out hockey picks that just keep winning. Yeah. Seho, Seho knows puck. By the way, we are, Paul's kicked off of uh, the vault today. I'm not in the vault today? Not in the vault today. Damn. We hit a, we, our parlay that we threw together yesterday or the picks that we put on our TikTok. We were three and one. I lagged. And Paul, Paul missed. I lagged. So, it's tough. Trace, you got a pick for Understandable us? Understandable because Xavier has been in a situation where they've seen Villanova every year be damn good. This is the first year where they've <coughs> struggled a little bit. And I watched them last night. And my gosh, I thought my eyeballs were going to fall out how bad they were playing at times. But even for how bad Villanova is this year and they are bad you can't be losing to DePaul they yeah. haven't lost to DePaul since 2008 DePaul looked Z- like world beaters last Z- night Z- ball Z- they, they played a little over their head and and you know you can have that teams can get hot um let's go in the vault for tonight it's bankrupt Fred as they say and the discord as it usually is is popping um I don't know if I have anything I love tonight but I've seen a couple things I do like tonight. Um, I'll dig around here for just a second. One thing that I did see that I that I want to know what your guys' opinion on is Duke is giving eight and a half points tonight, fellas. I think I'm going to ride the Blue Devils. They're coming off of a struggling performance. They're playing against a team that had a high, high win. Right. You combo those two things. We're trying to edge perception, I'm, I'm right? Thinking, I'm thinking the perception's just, it's off right now. So I'm going to go off the basis of perception is wrong in this game. And I'm going to go with the uh, the Blue Devils. I know that you might sit here and tell me, Trace, that makes no logical sense. I'm not going to argue that, but it makes logical sense for my gambling brain. So, which oftentimes is really backwards. The edge in this in this studio is always, and always has been, and always will be perception. That's what we base a lot of our picks off of. And Pitt has their best ACC start. It's true. Now, they are coming off a bad loss. Tough but, loss. 
They're getting eight against Duke, who has not been playing well. People people aren't very high on Duke right now, so they're seeing eight. Duke's the better team. I like that pick, Trace. And you know what? We are just talking about Cal, Coach Cal, and the big rumor of where he's going is down to Austin, Texas. I see what you're doing here. One of the ranked games tonight, Texas versus TCU. Texas laying six and a half. Hook them, baby. Take the Longhorns at home. Take them. Nine o'clock game. Ride that bit. I think that's going to be the play of the night for me. I, I'm going to ride thought, that that's one why I was hard. Them when you were looking at it, I was thought you were looking over here. I, we, we, we saw the abacus. I, I know I know your <laughs> abacus. We looked at it. We saw the pedals going each way. Paul, what do you got? I got Missouri tonight plus four. Uh, Trace likes Missouri. Yeah, I got Missouri plus four. It almost it's almost one of those where it makes too much sense. Um, I I just think Missouri Dennis Gates they really have it rolling. They beat Vanderbilt. I know they barely squeaked by, but Texas A and M's not good this year. Um, it's down. Uh, it's at Texas A and M, but I think that this is a, a total pick'em. And the fact that I can get four, I'll take it. You good, know who else I'm going to take? Your picks don't matter today. What else you got, Chris? <laughs> I'm digging through here, fellas. Oh, no. I'm digging around, and I just come across one. Oh, Kentu Lord. Kentucky What's playing tonight? What's the abacus say? Yeah, we, 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 <laughs> no more Kentucky plays. I'm not, I time. will not bet on Kentucky, not because I don't think you can make money with Kentucky, but that would require me to watch them. And I don't want to watch them anymore. I've seen them play enough. I am going to take the Cincinnati Bearcats tonight. Laying 10 and a half, Whoa! fellas. Whoa! I'm taking it. Say, say I'm crazy. Go ahead. Laugh at me now. But I'm taking the Bearcats. Jeremiah Davenport? The Jeremiah Davenport game coming up? I don't know. I'm not going to suggest that. <laughs> You're not going to hear me say that on these airwaves. Take Loading. the over on his points. If you can get it, I, they might not even put props in that game. No. Say, hey, you know some puck? We have the Nashville Predators taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. Carry on to words. The Nashville Predators have won... Four straight, five out of six. But that streak ends tonight. Taking the Maple Leafs minus one and a half. See, How did you do that? That's, you had sharp. me on the hook. That is that was big league, Sayo. You had me on the edge of my seat. Then you, you thought I was gonna you thought it was a red hair. It was a it was a league course, so not so fast, my friend. All right. All right. Casey, Casey, I don't think you said a word on this show, Casey. So what do you got for us? <laughs> yeah, I've got to up a sixteen word. leg parlay for tonight with college basketball, NHL, and NBA. He's combined. been in the lab. Yeah, I uh, Casey cooked it on the NBA on? last night. The under hit. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I'm Did you stay up and watch it? Did I stay up and watch all that? No, I did not. I did. But you know, you. I was I was really close to the uh what was it? What was it? The uh Oh Kawhi. Under thirty points or under twenty nine and a half points and he uh I thought it was Damian Lillard. Yeah, that's what it is. Damian okay. Miller. I, I was I was game tracking the dollar. game on the stats. Game dollar. He scored what? 30. Seth, what time's Indiana State play? They play, I, I already the looked Sycamore. at it, 7 o'clock. What do they got? They've got Southern Illinois. Ooh, Boom Shakalaka is, is an alum of Indiana State. Second most famous alum right behind Larry Bird. SIU's bad. The Salukis. The Salukis are four and a half point dogs. 71% of the bets are on Indiana State. We have 63-plus people, whatever that number may be, still listening to us just ramble off stuff right now. Let me tell you something right now. If you are in the chat right now... Good for you. I, I've, seen, I've seen the people within the last few minutes. That's fine. You count. If, you, if you're still listening right now, 
put your name in the put your name in the chat right now. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna give these folks ten entries. Is that is that unfair? I feel like that's fair. It's fair. Oh, they're yeah, they're, they're, absolutely yeah. it's fair. They're gonna you get ten entries in this thing. You make the rules. Baby. Ten. I, I I do make the rules. I like that <laughs> idea. I like make the rules. Everyone in here gets ten entries if you're still listening. Now you might be in here, might be having your computer run at your work, <laughs> and you might be at the bathroom and you're just completely <laughs> gone. So there might be 63 people with the active browser open. But if you're actually listening right now, you better put in the chat because you're going to get 10 entries for this for this playoff tickets uh, down there on Sunday. I think it's going to be a great game. I do, guys. I think it's going to be close, tight-knit game, no matter who plays because that's just what the Ravens are. They're going to make this, this ugly, an ugly, ugly mess at times. But there's still that odd, maybe weird hope that Joe Burrow gets hot. Next thing you know, it's like 24 nothing. and. We're all laughing, thinking that this game was going to be really, really close, and it just turns out it's not. Um, loyal viewer, TKDS Sports Network. Hell yeah. Loyal viewer. There we go. I I will s not say that. Um, caught myself. I'm getting better. That's a dollar removed. Is that what that is? If you correct <laughs> I, yourself, instead you of saying I will say this, if you say I will not say that, that's a dollar. <laughs> it goes the other way. It's a dollar out of there. All right. So if we get to the wheel of lunch. Yes. Throw Gold Star Chili on there three times and Skyline Chili on there three times. What? And let's spin it. We're eating chili today. Okay. Got to be honest. I, I got to get out of here. My car has an appointment. Fair enough. We got to get Jackie fixed. Ten entries. Ten entries. You can't beat ten entries. That's, that's, that's called significant advantage over others. There was one final thought I had today before we left. And um, Everett Henry wants to know if they're sitting with us. We don't bro, have tickets, do we? No, this is, is Fred just coming them. through for us. Just them. No, no, we just we just decided as, the a, as a company that you know we were gonna we were gonna to give give Seho some credit. He came up with this idea on his own last week. Got us good amount of followers on his platform. Which see if we can't turn that around and do that on uh, on our socials. Oh, there was one final thought, and if I can't sit here and think of it the next 25, 30 Come on, seconds, Jerry Springer. Then it is what it is, and we'll just leave it for another day, another show. Um, you will say what? AJ said that he's supporting our, our, our sponsors. Yeah, I mean, many of you know our sponsors. UDF, Encore Technologies, right? Penn Station. Go ahead. Say it. I know you're going to say it. Pawnee Water? I don't Pawnee, know. Pawnee Water. I thought you were going to go with... Obviously, Bedford Sportsbook. Oh, Bedford Sportsbook. Bedford the Sportsbook. Sportsbook of the Cincinnati. The Sportsbook of Cincinnati. That's what we gave them. They like, they like to go. This is my final thought. I know what it is. We have 68 people now watching. Must have the, the, oh, the, we're the, gaining. The, the, it's murmur. Nice. Yeah, the, the, the word is spreading that you can get 10 entries. And next thing you know, everyone's texting their friends, telling their moms to get on here and pop in the chat real fast. March Madness is going to be electric at this company. I was thinking about that last night. As the Discord was just going berserk there for a quick minute. We are going to, and I want your guys' suggestions. You can send us an email. You can pop it in the chat from time to time. Whatever it may be. If you don't know what our email is, it's just contact at chatterboxsports.com. It's a general inbox. We all see it. We are trying to think of a place that we could go that has the televisions and or the space that we could orchestrate a setup to where we are going to live stream us sweating out probably hundreds of bets, I'm sure, as you, if you know us. A lot of first half totals. But more importantly, we want to make it like 
an incredibly fun atmosphere, get a bunch of people that, you know, let's face it, you're probably going to take off work anyways. You can take off work, come hang out with us. We can go to somewhere, have um, a lot of soda pops and food and watch all of these games over the two, two, three, four, four days of the uh, March Madness. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. I know it's still football season, but, you know, it's not that far off. We're not that far away from, from, from March Madness here. We need to plan in advance. These things don't happen in a week, but we need to plan in advance. We need to think of some places that would be like, hey, that would be a great spot for what you guys are thinking of. I like getting people involved, giving people an opportunity to use their own voice. Let us know what you think. Do you guys have any suggestions? And then we're leaving. We're, we're going to go. I like Bacon says Rib City has room. And if there's one thing Rib City has, it's room. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking like a brewery. We all know that. A brewery. I don't want to shout just one out, but you know, there's some there's some breweries that I got a lot of open space. Yeah, a lot of a couple, LEDs. There's, there's a couple that we know of. And I say LEDs as in televisions. Um, that's it for me. A again, the fact that we have sixty plus people watching, I know we say this all the time and it gets cheesy. We get you know, you maybe get tired of hearing us say it, whatever. Look, when we started doing all this there was a handful of people that watched. In fact, it was Casey's parents, Casey's fiance, Casey's fiance's parents, Casey's fiance's parents, Casey, a couple of our friends, a and lot a Paul of friend. Out there. We just gained. I haven't told you guys. And this a couple week. computers. We've recently gained a new viewer that is has been tuning in the past few days, and that is Mark Mouse, and that's that's big news. He he wasn't he wasn't watching for the longest time. And now he's now he's starting to text me and be like, "You are such an idiot." So that's how I know he's watching. That's it. good. That's good. That's, that's good. I do think that the shows will continue to get bigger. They'll continue to get better. We'll continue to try to do as good of a job as we possibly can. We've always done that since we've started our company. Um, but we can't thank you enough because at the end of the day, if it wasn't for you watching, if it wasn't for you providing some some positive encouragement from time to time. Of course, there's the there's the making fun of us in the chat from time to time as well, and that's all good and fun. But from a sincere heart from mine to yours, thank you for watching. We will be back Friday, and I know Casey is going to maybe throw up the wheel. Maybe you won't. Casey, I should have asked you before. He's got the, he's got the go. wheel. We're going to leave it at that. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, guys. What are we rooting for here? Because I'm rooting for Gold Star just because you skyline people. We voted on Gold Star before, though, and it was closed. There's another one on the east side. Am I taking them out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean. I thought it was just one and done. No. It's looking good for Skyline. Oh. This is We're trading blows, baby. Yeah, this is back and forth battle. Trading blows. This is what we did the other day today. That master ball looking good. Oh no. Oh, Keep baby. Going. I love me some gold star. Double deckers, triple deckers. It is gonna be funny for Amazon. I promise to go again with you guys at some point. Oh no. Oh, baby, let's go. We're going to Gold Star. Wow. We're going to Gold Star. Heck yes. Casey, I know you're pumped about that. Wait a minute. It's not over yet. Spin the wheel. All right, spin the wheel. Let's figure it out. 
Gold star it is, Gold baby. Star. Gold star it is. All right. I'm excited. Now, where's the closest cold star with the dining room open? See you, everybody. See you. Not on the east side. That one's good.